It's not quite time to head back to school yet, but one organization in New York City is busy making sure kids in need are prepared to return to the classroom. I'm George Bodarki, and this is Cityscape. It can be a challenge for any kid to head back to school after summer break. After all, there is something to be said for lazy days hanging out with friends at the park, beach, or pool. But summer only lasts so long, and soon kids will be trading in their beach balls for notebooks. For a lot of families in New York City, the cost of getting a child ready for a new school year can be out of reach. Enter Operation Backpack. The initiative provides backpacks stocked with great appropriate school supplies to kids living in homeless and domestic violence shelters. Rachel Weinstein is the program's founder. She joins me now in the studio. Rachel, thanks so much for coming in. George, thank you for having us. So how did Operation Backpack come about? Um, Well, it's a program of Volunteers of America, which is a big social service organization here in the city. And I had just started working for Volunteers of America and took a tour of some of their programs and happened to be at a family shelter when children were getting on a school bus. And I turned to the staff and said, oh, where are their backpacks, thinking they would say they're already on the bus. And much to my surprise, they said they don't have backpacks. So they were returning to school with nothing. And I suppose just hoping the teacher would be able to um, give them what they needed. And and the truth is I had just been shopping for my own daughter for school mm. and didn't think twice about getting her absolutely everything on the list. So I was pretty um, stunned and, and um, disturbed by this. And uh, the following year, we launched Operation Backpack. And with the goal of just giving our Volunteers of America children, about 600 at the time, Gently used backpacks with some supplies. How long ago was this now? Um, you know, 14 years, I guess. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, it kind of fudges a little bit because, you know, it, it morphed. It, it went from being just gently used backpacks for VOA's children um, to forget anything gently used. No backpack is gently used after a child has used it all year long. Um, and now everything is brand new, brand spanking new, and there's a list of supplies for each grade. So it it, it was rebranded um, to reflect its new uh, mission, which was to give every New York City child living in a homeless shelter a new full backpack in time for school. So how much has it grown? How many kids are you now serving? Boy. Well, what happened was after about the third year, we were meeting all of our needs. So we'd already hit, you know, we'd gotten all 600 children of ours, um, new backpacks now. And this third year, Paige Davis is, um, she ha- she used to have a very popular show, Trading space- Spaces, and she moved in across the hall from me. And I'll talk to anyone who will listen about Operation Backpack. So she said, well, gee, this is a great cause. I'd love to help. And she helped promote it that year. And that's when we got more backpacks than we needed. And the decision was, well, the question was, do we make life easier for ourselves next summer? Mm-hmm. Like put these away for next summer. We won't have to work quite as hard scrambling to collect everything. Or do we go to our um, friends up in the Bronx? We were uh, sort of partnering with some smaller shelters up in the Bronx who were off the beaten path. And for Christmas time, we'd give them extra toys that we had. And so we decided to reach out to those uh, shelters up there. And they were wildly enthusiastic. And that's what we did. And you know, when you see the children receive these backpacks, it is better than Christmas in July. For these children who receive basically nothing brand new, to get a new backpack, everything smells new, nothing mm-hmm. is unwrapped inside. It just is really, um, it's sad, but it's also very, um, and it's, it's also very um, 
inspiring. What does it do for their confidence to head back to school with supplies in hand? Makes all the difference in the world. So these are children who already have great burdens on their little shoulders. Um, and for the older kids, they're really burdened because they've taken a lot of the a lot of their parents' stress, and very often there's a role reversal. Some of these older kids act as the parents in the family, and they're concerned about their folks. And and so one more worry for them is going to school without anything. And when you're a teenager, you just can't do that. So a lot of these kids will just drop out. They'll just say, I can't. I'm done. Out. So this backpack just relieves them of that huge worry. And for the little ones, they're so excited. They're so proud. They can't wait to go to school to show off their backpack. Um, what I've heard from from uh, some of our case managers who witness this, and I, I've also spoken to, to families and even done a little video around them, um, the little ones, they wear those backpacks like they're badges of courage, mm-hmm. and they won't take them off. They sleep with them. They eat with them. Oh, wow. They Yeah, so it makes an enormous difference. So you're preparing backpacks for K through 12? Pre-K. Pre-K. Pre-K through mm-hmm. 12. You know, with the um, availability of many more pre-K spots, universal pre-K, We've got a lot more little ones starting school earlier, which is a good thing. Um, So, yeah, right now in the homeless shelter system in New York City, there's about 23,000 homeless children. Now, some of those are babies and toddlers. They're not in school. But we estimate about 20,000 will be needing backpacks. So we've reached out to all the shelters, asked them to fill out the forms, give us all the paperwork we need. We really hold everyone accountable. We've got a great system in place. We look at all the um, kids by age or actually by grade, gender, and um, and we don't promise that we can fulfill all their needs, but last year we did. Last year we were able to, thanks to the generosity of the New York City community and, and beyond, um, we were able to put new full backpacks into the hands of 19,400 wow. children That's incredible. the first day of school. Yeah. Who are among your partners in this initiative? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I don't even know where to start. But Dwayne Reed has been our number one uh, champion from the very beginning. They are just an amazing, generous partner who get it. They used to be a drop location, so the public could go and drop new full backpacks. They, they're not doing that this year, but they did a point of sale. They raised money for us. And they also just told us they're giving us 4,000 USB flash drives. Uh, we needed over um, 7,000. And um Dwayne Reed is giving us 4,000 FedEx, another wonderful partner. They'll spend a full day picking up backpacks from all the companies that have collected them for us. They'll spend a full day. All their managers, it's their day off. They come in. They volunteer. They do that for us. They're giving us um, 1,000 USB flash drives. 21st Century Fox gives us uh, geometry kits. HarperCollins is another wonderful partner. They've been with us since the beginning, and they give us 2,500 dictionaries, 2,500 thesauruses. And actually, HarperCollins, their parent company, News Corp, came to them this year and said, we have some philanthropic dollars and we'd like to give them to you. Could you use them? And they called us and said, could you use $25,000? So, you know, I've got about another $200,000 to raise at this point um, in order to get all the supplies we need. But we're also trying to get companies to uh, adopt supplies. So, for instance, a new company called the other day, Aon, A-O-N. They called and said, we'd like to get involved in Backpack. Well, it's a little bit late, not too late, but we started talking. I told them all the things we needed. Next thing I know, they've adopted the glue sticks. So not a lot of money, about 1400 but she said, I'm all over it. So that's off my list. We don't have to get those now. But, I mean, the things we need, the numbers are astounding. So, for instance, um, 
We need spiral notebooks. We need 51,000. However, we've got about mm, 7,000 so far, so now we're down to about 43,000 spiral notebooks we need. But those are the numbers we're talking. What are you looking for from the general public? Are you looking for supplies or are you looking for monetary contributions? George, the best thing is cash. Just because we have negotiated such incredible prices, we've even got – so Walmart – they were selling uh, crayons. Now, last year's crayons, I was really upset with last year's crayons. Why? They just they didn't meet my standard. <laughs> they were waxy. There were only eight of them, and but it was we couldn't we just couldn't find a price we could afford. And I was just determined. And we have not been able to get um, you know the company that makes all of those wonderful crayons to donate anything yet, um, uh, nor any of the school supply companies. Although we have a wonderful office supply company, Weeks Lerman, here in New York City. Does that surprise wonderful. you that these well, big school supply you know, companies? Well, everyone's are not- asking. Mm-hmm. Everyone's asking. But you know, we're the number one New York City. We are the ones who place school supplies, necessary school supplies into the hands of the city's 20,000 homeless children in New York City. So you would think, don't get me started. (laughs) But anyway, uh, we're still trying. And um, But this year I've got a friend working with us and she's just, man, she's like a dog with a bone. She is on a mission. You know, we keep saying even when we're exhausted and it's, you know, midnight and we're still trying to figure out how we're going to do this and really make it happen. We keep looking at each other and go, it's for the kids. It's for the kids. So, you know, you just kind of keep going. So the point is that um, the public, we've got a CrowdRise page, and we've already raised, I think, $60,000 just from individuals. We've got a couple Girl Scouts. We've got um, some older people who have never, uh, who don't have children. They've never shot for a child, but they heard one of my interviews like this, or they've seen one of our PSAs that Out of Home Pitch has managed to place all over the city pro bono. And uh, it just resonates for everyone because even if you haven't had kids, even if you haven't shopped for a child for back-to-school items, you've been a kid yourself. You've gone to school yourself, and you know the trepidation. You alluded to it before. You know, it's exciting. It's Mm nerve-wracking. It's a little scary. And for these kids, you know, the thought of going in with nothing so people can really identify. And it's so practical I would imagine there's a stigma attached for them, and this helps to shed that stigma. Well, you know, the thing that I'm maybe the proudest of around Operation Backpack is that um, we saw right away that giving the supplies to the teachers, and God bless the teachers, right? Because very often they're digging into their own pockets and and, um, supplementing what the children don't have. But if a teacher notices that a child enters his or her classroom without, then all the classmates have also noticed that. So the gig's up. You know, a lot of these kids try to hide the fact that they're homeless and they do a really good job of it. But it's exhausting to do that. So to go in with nothing. Yeah. The the stigma of being homeless, living in a shelter is a, is, is a great one. Um, we, we did a video of a we followed a young man. He was 15 years old when I first met him, Didi. Um, now he's 18, graduated from high school. He's off to college uh, last week. But he lived in one of our shelters for almost two years with his mom. And we did a video around him. And when he saw the outcome, when he saw the video, when it was done, it so empowered him. It made him feel so proud and good uh, to see where he he and his mom were, where they had been and now where they were. She's working. He's doing well in school. He's now off to college. So it emboldened him to tell his friends about his homelessness. And he thought, as he says in the video, that they treat him like an outcast or something. But instead, they were just stunned and really really supportive of him and loved him. And um, 
you know, that's part of what he is now. Like he says, he was so happy to leave the regent, our shelter. But then again, he says, it's a family. We're a family. We're so close. We're physically close. They're all living in a little room, and which is not a place for children to live. But, you know, when those families are with us, while they're with us, we're trying to normalize life as much as we can for the children. We're trying to, we celebrate their birthdays. Of course, it's 18 kids that month whose birthdays all celebrate together. But, um, you know, in backpacks, one more way we try to normalize life. Do you have kids who have benefited from the program return to assist the program uh, yeah. later in life. Yeah, Didi, for instance. I mean, he when they left the, sh- the the shelter, he came back the next couple of summers to volunteer with the children. And it's a really beautiful video. Anyone wants to see it, go to our website, OperationBackpackNYC.org, or that's the landing page for Backpack, and you can find it there, the Didi video. And when he would go back, the children would look up to him, and one mother said to Didi, you know, Tyrell looks up to you like his older brother, like an older brother he never had. And Didi says, that's such a responsibility. And he said, but he had that in two staff there, two of our recreation staff, two men, happened to be Didi's role models. And that's the way it goes. So, you know, what we're trying to do always with the children in our shelters is to try to help them envision a different future. Like not assume that they that this is was their mother's um you know, lot in life, and this is their current lot in life, but they can change that that story's end. And so if they can envision something different, and that's what we did with Dee Dee, and thank God that's what we do with a lot of the other kids. You mentioned monetary contributions, but what about manpower or woman power for that matter? I would imagine that you need people to help stock the backpacks, fill them up. Yeah, you're right. Um, what we do there is all the companies, we have, I think, 178 companies as of today, doing something for us, holding a drive, raising money, um, uh, adopting a product, donating services, uh, like the space we're in, 18,000 square feet, that's all donated space. So any of these companies that have done something for us to make Operation Backpack successful, they're invited to come and bring teams to sort. And it's a great team building opportunity for them. And um, they feel really satisfied when they leave because it's exhausting. I mean, I, I, I won't. I won't sugarcoat it. You're lugging and you're quality controlling and you're um, opening and you're, you know, you're just, it's, it's a full day's work. And we have, we have families. This is a great way to introduce philanthropy into the life of a child. You you take your child shopping for his or her backpack, let that child pick out one for someone else and, and then come and join us. We have children who have grown up. They're my daughter. When the third year, when Operation Backpack really popped and we had more than we needed and I'd already released all the volunteers, and all of a sudden, a big shipment came in, and I was exhausted by then. So I called my daughter, then eight years old or nine years old, I think. She was in the Metropolitan Opera Children's Chorus, and I said, Madeline, come down here with all the kids. And she and the chorus came down and packed for a day. So kids can really get it. Um, It's just a wonderful first, um, you know, an entree into philanthropy for for whole families. I read an article that you wrote. You said that Operation Backpack has nurtured some of the most memorable experiences between you and your daughter. One of her college essays. It wasn't her biggest one, but it was a small one. And and I'm going to start getting a little teary when I think about it. But, you know, she's writing about the start of school and the anticipation and the mix of excitement and and, and, and nervousness. And, and you think she's talking about herself. And in the end, it turns out that part of her um, school tradition is shopping for another child and preparing them for school. So... <laughs>
So you're teaching them, obviously, to get involved, to do something to help the community. But also, I guess you're teaching them that not everyone has the same lot in life, that there are other kids who might be in your classroom who just don't have the same fortunes that you do. And you may not know it. You know, they may hide it so well, which is, as I said, you know, which is such a burden on them to have to, 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 to feel such shame and to have to hide it. But when you realize that the child sitting next to you is just like you in so many ways, it's a very uh, humbling realization. And um, whatever we can do to level the playing field for these children and also raise awareness in the other children, like my child, who never thought of that before. I mean, she's a New York City kid, so she would see people come up to us and ask us for money as a little child. She'd say, Mom, she says she's hungry. How can you not give her money? Well, you know, we believe at Volunteers of America, and we're one of the largest providers of services to the homeless, that, you know, everyone knows where they can go to get help. A lot of people on the street haven't made that decision yet to do that. And so everything is is um, a learning opportunity and a teaching, a teachable moment. And certainly I've used Backpack with Madeline and her friends. Um, we've got kids who uh, went through, were volunteers when they were little girls, and they've grown into our interns, our paid interns. And now they're off on, you know, off to college. And now they're calling me for references, you know, back when they were. And some of them have been such amazing workers um, that it's just a pleasure to do that, um, to see these kids grow up. You mentioned flash drives. And I would imagine that you are now stocking backpacks a lot differently than you did 14 yeah. years ago well, when you started. Y- yeah, absolutely. But also, well, you know, it's not so different. It's still the composition books and the spiral notebooks and the three ring binders and the geometry uh, tools and and everything else. But the USB flash drives are different. And the thing about the USB flash drives is we originally were just giving them to our ninth through 12th graders. And then we talked to some teachers last year, two teachers, who both said, you know, why are you starting at ninth grade? It, the younger kids, at least the fifth through eighth grade, should get them too because think about it. My kid has a laptop. You know, she does her work anywhere she wants to do it, at home or, you know, at school, wherever. But these kids don't have computers, so they have to take their work somewhere. And so they can come back to the shelter and all vie for the two computers that are there or go to the public library, you know, if it's open and use a computer. But the point is, it's really important for these kids to have that little mobile device to be able to you know, take to get their work done somewhere. So this year we brought, we, we need twice as many USB flash drives because we've expanded that. So we're always looking every year we go to teachers to find out, is this list appropriate? In fact, I hate to admit it, but it seems like we blundered. We've been giving the geometry kits to the eighth graders. And that's what we were told originally, that that's where geometry gets done. And this year, we're, we're kind of finding out that it might be more of the ninth graders. Huh. And our backpacks are four-grade groupings. So we're pre-KK, and those little ones get watercolors and colored pencils and a, a pad and a composition book and little, you know, the early – the safety scissors and, and the, 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 the white glue and all that. And then we have the first through fourth grade and then the fifth through eighth grade and the ninth through tenth so it's okay if we fudge it with the six, the uh, you know the uh, like the fourth and fifth because it's the same grouping. But when you've got something that we thought belonged to the eighth graders and it's really ninth graders, that's a different grouping. So we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. We're going to pull all those geometry kits from 
So we'll see what we're going to do. But in terms of the public, if someone would prefer to feel uh, a backpack and fill it with supplies, they can do that. No problem. We'd love to have it. And those are the best backpacks because those personally packed are f- packed with love. So they're they're individualized. They're special. The Board of Ed, the Department of Ed, um, thankfully, has given us um, 10,000 empty backpacks this year. But, you know, they all look pretty similar. So they're blue or they're blue. I mean, they're good quality. They're great. But we don't want the children to be identified as having shelter backpacks. Mm -hmm. So what we'll do with those is we'll split them up. We'll give a certain number, you know, to a shelter, but then we'll also give backpacks that were individually packed by people in the community. We'll mix them all up. We have about 60 drop locations. If you go to our website, again, OperationBackpackNYC.org, lists all of our drop locations, all the Raymore and Flanagan's, um, the JCC on the Upper West Side, uh, the Grand Hyatt uh, down in Midtown, um, we've got a little liquor store. We're, I mean, we're, we're taking everyone who will who'll open their doors to the public. We're, we're accepting it. So everyone can find a place. And what's your deadline? Well, August 5th is when most of the companies are ending their drives. And the 8th, August 8th, is when FedEx will pick up from all the companies that collected at least 100 backpacks. FedEx will pick up from them and bring them to our sort location. And then we spend the next two weeks preparing those backpacks. So all the new ones, the, all the filled ones that come in, we open them up. We quality control to make sure that everything that's supposed to be there is there. Because we don't want two kids opening up backpacks and going, wait, you've got a stapler? I don't have a stapler. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So that, so, 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 so anyway, by, by August 8th, everyone, everything should be in. And we should be starting to get everything ready because – of course, as I said, we need to get those backpacks into the hands of the children before school starts and as early as possible so they can start really getting excited. Um, what we started doing a couple year, two years ago was, again, wanting to normalize life for the children. I'd always kind of fantasized about having the children in to shop for their own backpacks rather than just handing mm-hmm. them backpacks. So two years ago, we brought about 50 children in from Volunteers of America's shelters, and it was great. They had their list. They chose their own backpack. Of course, we had pulled hundreds of the best backpacks and laid them out there. They chose their own backpack, and then they went with one of our volunteers, one of our corporate team members, and they walked down the aisle and shopped. And it's just the sweetest thing, and they're just so excited. It's it's as though you're giving them something worth a million dollars. You know, you're sending them on the most exotic vacation for these kids to get everything brand spanking new. And of course, our volunteers, they want to open the stapler and place it really carefully into the pencil box. And they want to open the scissors. And I'm saying, no, 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 don't open anything. Mm -hmm. Let the kids open anything. Leave the labels on the backpacks. You know, let them see that these are new. It's inspiring to see how the New York City community and beyond, so I like to say that people who live, work, or care about New York City gives to this campaign. And um, again, on our CrowdRise site, um, if you go to our OperationBackpackNYC.org, that'll link you over to if you donate. But really, cash is the best at this point because we're about to place our orders. We're doing our POs, our purchase orders, and we really have negotiated the most amazing prices this year. Um, I won't tell you the brand, but we've got – a 24-pack of top-brand uh, crayons for $0.59. Cents. Wow. If you go into the store, they're five ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're getting them for $0.59. Cents. Now, the, the, the catch is 
that they won't ship them to us. We have to go to one of their stores, and the manufacturer is going to bring them on pallets. So we need to bring a truck, unload those pallets, all those boxes, bring them to her. But, you know, it's for the kids, and we're willing to do it. Yeah, the list of what you need is pretty remarkable. You already went yeah. through some. Go through some more, if you will, yeah, of what is needed. It's pretty daunting. It's pretty daunting. But, you know, I have to tell you, if anyone wanted to adopt a product, when you break it down, it's not so... It's not so bad, although our ooh, our assignment our assignment books, our weekly planners are are a little bit hard. We couldn't the best we could do was a dollar ninety, and they're really nice ones. But that comes out to eleven thousand dollars because we need seventy three hundred. We need um, ninety three thousand pencils at four and a half cents mm-hmm. each. It's a pretty good price. Yeah. So that's three thousand dollars. You know, that's just for pencils. We um we need um. We've got a lot of scientific calculators. We're getting those donated from, you know, hither and yon. Um, we still could use some, but um, composition books, we're good. We only need about $2,000 worth of composition books. We needed 33000 and all we need now, because we've collected enough contributions, 5066 50 cents each for, for composition books. That's wow. pretty darn good. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, so so using economies of scale, and like I said, my friend Ellen is a dog with a bone. She mm-hmm. is not going to give up until the vendor or the store says, okay, you got it. Just get off my doorstep. Like I said, the glue sticks are already taken. Graph paper, that's another one. That's only about $2,300 um, in total, but we needed 7000 packs of graph paper. We um, we collected 1100 We assume in the full backpacks people will give us, um, we'll get another 1500 So we need 4,700 packs of graph paper. But those are, those are pretty big numbers. We need 15,000 uh, packs of index cards, ruled index, index cards. We've got those for $0.32 cents a pack. So you can't go out and buy them yourself. Right. I mean, we've, yeah, we've got it down. I would imagine that even a program as straightforward, as inspiring as yours can still face some cynical criticism that it's only putting a Band-Aid on the problem of homelessness. How would you answer someone who says something like that? You know, staying in school, getting your high school diploma is key to breaking the cycle of homelessness and intergenerational poverty. So if we can keep these kids in school even another year... um, and this this really helps to keep them in school. Of course, at our shelters, and I'm sure our other providers throughout the city, but at Volunteers of America shelters, Operation Backpack isn't a program of Volunteers of America. It's just a community service that we happen to fall into and, you know, be careful what you wish for. You know, it, it became so successful. But what we really do with those children while they're with us is we address the underlying causes of the family's homelessness. We have the children with us in recreation so that the families, the parents, can keep appointments, important appointments, whether it's housing appointments, job job interviews, medical appointments. The children are with us after school. We provide homework help. We provide tutoring. When school is out in the summer and we we keep them busy, but with you know culturally oriented things, we take them to radio stations to visit, and we take them to museums, and we do projects. We are connected with a lot of um, others, churches, synagogues in 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 the community who come and do art projects with them, and you know we just we're we're another family for them, and a really good positive family and role model. We're, we're always modeling for the families, the parents, and the kids what's appropriate behavior. The kids have to dress a certain way, so. Backpack is just one little piece, but it's a very important piece, yet it's just a piece of everything that we're doing to try to um, 
give these kids a safety net and the scaffolding they need to um, to break the cycle of homelessness. Since you launched Operation Backpack here in New York City, has it expanded beyond New York City? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, a number of our affiliates. So Volunteers of America is a national organization. So again, if you go to our Operation Backpack NYC.org, it'll say, um, would you like to see where else we're doing this? And uh, we have a URL, Operation Backpack USA.org, I think it is. And um, I think about 17 of our f- affiliates. So out in um, Sacramento, in uh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, up in Boston, um, in the Delaware Valley. So there are Operation Backpack endeavors going on um, based on what we do and using some of our same branding, uh, marketing. You know, it is really tough because there's so many charities out there, all with need, great need. And, you know, you just have to catch the right person, the right foundation, the right company at just the right time and get a champion, you know, in that um, institution or in that family or whatever it is. And, and engage them and, and, and get their heart. You know, we don't want just a one-time donation. We want them to really work with us year-round, you know, just really believe in what we do and then and champion the cause. Rachel, one more time, the website. OperationBackpackNYC.org. Rachel, thank you so much for coming in. George, thank you. Thank you for helping me spread the word. Rachel Weinstein is the founder of Operation Backpack. And that's it for this week's Cityscape. I'm George Borarki. Thanks so much for listening. It's WFUV and WFUV HD New York. Listener-supported public media from Fordham, the Jesuit University of New York. Music discovery starts here.